This is Spirituality Unpacked with Laura Bungars. For more information, please visit my website at spiritualityunpackedalloneword.com. is everybody today. Welcome back to Spirituality Unpacked. If you're new around here, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate you checking it out. So we're going to talk about something called poverty consciousness today. And the reason why we're going to talk about that is because I need to work through it. Um, So uh, if you've been following me for a while, you know that one of the ways that I sort of maneuver through my stuff sometimes is to blog about it. Or in this case now, how about let's talk about it. So the reason why we're going to talk about poverty consciousness is because it came up in my cards last night. They were like, you can't just kind of bullnose your way through this. You'll bring it with you. You have to go dig in a little bit. Look at poverty consciousness. Oh, okay. So it was like the five of pentacles and the page of pentacles for those of you that do tarot. So the Five of Pentacles is a card of like poverty and not having and being alone and those kinds of things. The Page of Pentacles is often about goals and ambition, but it can also be about how you think about things, um, how you think about your goals and ambitions, right? So the Pentacles are very um, sort of material world type. Uh, It's a material world suit. It's meant to represent things like money and and material items. Um, So, okay. So we got poverty consciousness. So most of you will know that I've had sort of this idea for um, a book course, a a sort of a foundational type work that would encompass um, the vast majority of of what I offer. Um, And what has happened for me lately is that that gets kind of shoved aside sometimes or a lot of the time so that I can focus on day-to-day, offering little things. Not that there's anything wrong with the little things, right? So little things like like sessions or like smaller classes or courses like the master class I did yesterday, other little things. So I I sort of get distracted by the day-to-day and in order to kind of make a little bit of money, right? Because I don't get huge royalty checks from Amazon, right? I'm not a a best-selling author. So what that means is that because I'm distracted by the day-to-day, because I'm I'm here doing these little a la carte things, these these one-off items, um, I don't necessarily, it doesn't let me focus on what I need to be doing, which is sort of the more foundational work. Um, of the of the courses and books, right? And now the the idea of sort of a, a course book combo is something that I've had for a long time. My focus has been fo- on the day to day, because a course book is a bigger project. The book would be longer probably than most of the ones that I've written in the last while. Um, and so, well, I know it would be longer than most of the ones I've written in the last while. 
Um, it might even be the length of two or three of them combined. So at least, right, if not, if not more than one book. At one point I was even talking about sort of seven books, um, which would be a combination of all kinds of things. I've sort of changed the frame a little bit um, to kind of encompass it the way I'm talking about it these days. But the idea is, is kind of the same. It, it's So now I have to deal with this poverty consciousness thing. This idea that if I'm focused on the day-to-day -day because I'm worried about the basics, consciously or unconsciously worried about the basics, then I'm not doing the foundational work which would better support me in the long term. Right? So this is one of those things that comes up. If we focus on the day-to-day -day versus the long term, or focus on the long-term versus the day-to-day. -day. When you're worried about, you know, having milk in the fridge, you, you naturally will go to focus on the day-to-day -day because you're worried about the basics. But they're trying to show me, and this is the pro some of the process that I've been in, they're trying to show me that I don't need to worry about that, that it will be fine. And that I can just continue doing what I want to do. They're, they're, they're really focused on getting me to just create exactly what I want to create without worrying about, without worrying about A, the day-to-day, -day, but also sort of the, the goal, right? Without, without worrying about the, the shorter-term goals. Right? Don't get distracted by, by sort of shorter-term goals. Get to a place where you're focused more on these foundational type of work, this bigger projects, these bigger things that you want to do, and do them and be okay doing them. So they wanted me to dig into this a little bit. Because I could just sort of block it out and bullnose my way through. But I probably would carry whatever the imbalance is with me. So I'm trying to understand why I need to focus so much or why I keep coming back to what's got me afraid of focusing on the foundational material. I, I no longer believe that I'm worried about the day to day. I don't actually believe that's true anymore. There's something else there. I've gotten really good at sort of just being okay in my experience these days. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not focused on, on like every five minutes trying to find something to sell. That, that really isn't a thing. So there's something else going on for me. There's some other piece that I need to find. It could just be old habits die hard. That's, that's very possible. It could also be fear. It could be fear of that change, of accepting that I have the ability, <clears throat> excuse me, to do 
A, those bigger projects, right? I don't have to limit myself to 50, 75, 100, 120 pages. I have the power to write a bigger, a bigger piece of work, right? So I, I, I broke that, right? When I wrote The Truth of My Awakening a couple of years, a couple, three years ago now, right? That, that book was only about 50, 75 pages. It wasn't, it was, it's not the longest book on the planet by any stretch. A lot of my books are short reads. And so that was my break. I broke, I broke sort of the ice of, of getting a book out there by writing that one. But it wasn't a long book. It was very short. And I'm going to tell you that it takes courage to, to, to write these things, to write books, to, to, to put 75, 100 pages out there. <laughs> it, it takes some guts. But I've never broken the 200-page gap. And it's not that I don't have anything to say, folks. That's <laughs> not the problem. Um, so maybe there's just kind of a, a, a glass wall there that I need to chuck at. Um, this idea that, that I can break 200 pages. The idea that I can, that it's okay if I write more than, than 100 pages or 120 pages. Right? And so, like, what's coming up is this idea of income levels. So, whatever you'll allow yourself to do, right? So, if you believe that, that, that you're going to make $50,000 a year, or that that's all you're allowed to make, if that's all you allow yourself to make, that's all you'll make. If that's all you believe you can make, that's all you'll make. If, if that's what you believe your, your job or your industry pays, then that's what you're going to make. And if you get caught in that belief and you stay there, then your income will never really go above that. You, you won't allow yourself to jump and business owners run into this as well. They, they hit, you know, 50, 75, that, that first 100K is a big deal, you know. And, and then they have to keep sort of breaking the glass ceiling if their income keeps going up or if they want their income to keep going up. They have to continually break the glass ceiling. You can't just sort of, I made my first 100K and it's smooth sail into a million. It's not. You, you're going to have to break it probably at a, a 200K and 300K and 400K. You're going to have to keep breaking it and at half a million, right? And certainly again at a million, but you're going to have to keep breaking it. And so I'm kind of wondering if there's just sort of a glass ceiling there in terms of the length of the work that I do, the amount of time that I'm willing to put into these things, right? Um, when I do my stuff, I do them fairly quickly, right? My blogs are fast. I don't, I don't spend, I don't always spend very long on them. I can write them fairly, fairly readily, right? Um, so maybe it's partially about time and partially about allowing myself to simply do it. I, it's not like I don't have anything to say, right? And, and, and really you could, and it's not like I don't have the goals. So why do I abandon them? Maybe there's just a glass ceiling there. Maybe the day to day stuff isn't the issue anymore. Maybe it's just me looking around, going, I can't focus here for long enough to do it. 
old habit die hard there, right? That that would be sort of poverty consciousness, right? I can only do this for a little while because I have to I have to go sell something because I need to get some money in this month to pay whatever it is, right? <laughs> That's that would be an old habit die hard. So what if it's just a glass ceiling? So now the job is to convince myself that I have the power to do this. Now this just this isn't just for me, right? Like I'm talking I'm talking my thinking out loud here, but I want to remind you that you can apply this however you like. Use this in your own scenarios. This isn't just me and my stuff. I'm modeling here a little bit for you to show you that you can actually kind of dive into some of this stuff. So once we're done here, I'm going to go, I'm going to go pull more tarot cards. Like I'll be having a chat with my cards going, okay, what about this? Right. And I'll get feedback and, and that'll give me an idea of whether I found it or not and whether I'm on the right track and what to do with it. But I want you to understand that I get my brain on board. Like that's how we have to do it. I have to get my brain on board. So I do spend time sort of sitting here, either writing or talking like this, figuring out where the problem is. Maybe the problem is simply not wanting to put too much time into something, being a little nervous about doing something bigger. right? Why do I walk away from my kind of goals all the time? Why, why do I keep doing that, right? So these are like other interpretations. You could take the five of pentacles and use it as a walk away card and you can, you can, you can use the, the page of pentacles as ambitions. Okay. So why would I walk away from my goals like that? Why would I walk away from sort of important work like that? in my business, it's important in my business. Why would I do that? So if it's not poverty consciousness, if I'm not necessarily focused on the day to day anymore, it's possible I have a glass ceiling that I need to break. Fear of success can be a thing. Fear of change. What happens if I actually do what I say I'm going to do? What happens if I actually beat my goals? What, what happens? What happens if I actually can crack this? And, and what, what happens if, if the key to cracking it is actually just sitting down and, and doing that? What if that's the end of the cycle of, of the poverty lack thing that I've been in for a long time? Well, what if that is the end of this little cycle? It is full circle for me. This this scenario that I've now found myself in is a full circle. It's a loop. It's a complete 360 loop. I've, I've come around the track fully, right? So I wrote the blog last week and I said that I had, I had finished, right? I had come to the other end of the loop. And the other end of the loop was, was starting to answer the phone to all these uh, debt collectors and stuff, people I owe money to. And um, put myself basically back in this scenario that I had to walk away from for a while so I could sort me out. 
that's what I've been doing. I've been sorting me out. I've been doing the healing. I've been doing all the stuff. And I got the inspiration last week to reach out to to a bunch of them and, and, and set up some arrangements with them. And as they like to do, they don't tell me the whole story. So they said, just do that. And then, right. And, and, and they, they, they say your commitments, you'll be able to keep your commitments, but they, they don't quite tell you how, <laughs> right. So, so there, there was a piece to that that was missing. It wasn't the whole truth. It was mostly true, but it wasn't the whole truth. So, so this is the piece that I'm, I'm sitting in the piece of it right now. The, the piece is the, the, the meaning of the commitments is sort of conditional on me being able to focus and stay in this and work on this, these bigger goals of mine, like writing a book course combination, writing a longer book, right? So I'm not just taking a 50 page book and writing a short course, right? I want to write a 200, 250, 300 page book and write a course, right? Like I want to, I want to do it. I want to do something bigger, right? The goal here is to make this bigger and maybe even do more than one of them, right? But the goal is to make it bigger than most of the work that I've done, right? So the course would be longer, it would be a foundational type piece. Um, and it would encompass a lot of what I what I've been talking about. So where's the glass ceiling? What's stopping me? Is it just fear of change? Change is scary. It's strange to to contemplate this idea of success, this idea that I could actually finally break this nasty little karmic cycle I've been in. That, that's quite a concept to think about, that I could actually pop that after like 25 or 30 years of it. That's, that's interesting. But I could. I could pop it. I have the ability to pop it by just focusing this week, just a tiny little bit on what I'm doing. So I promise people money I don't have because that's what I was guided to do. And as we run through the week, one of the, the first one's going to come up and the way through it for me is to focus very specifically on the foundational work in my business, laying, laying the foundation of the business, right? So a lot of what I've been doing over the past few years, if those of you that have been around, you'll know when I, when I left my, my job outside the home, um, I started just offering tarot readings. I started from tarot. Tarot was one of the first things I picked up after I woke up. And so I started offering tarot right away. And tarot turned into um, energy healing. I picked up, um, I was given, my guides gave me energy healing ability. And those of you that, that uh, 
that have seen me do that know I wave my arms around like a mad person when I do that, clearing energy. I could do it completely intuitively. I don't really need my hands, except that it keeps my brain focused. Um, and it sort of evolved over time. Writing was always on the back burner for me. It was never something that I thought of as a career because I was never told that that was a thing I could do, right? I watched other people become authors, right? But it was never a thing I was told I could do. I was told I was supposed to get a union job, right? Teacher, teacher, union job, right? I was supposed to get a union job with benefits. So my work early on offering readings, tarot readings, psychic readings, doing energy healing, evolved and I started talking. And my early messages were, were actually on just empowerment more generally. And I was talking a lot about the energy of like the sun and the moon and the, the, the different planets and um, doing things like that. So that, that, that was where my focus was early on. And as I've gone along, the talking has evolved and what I talk about has, has evolved. It's, it's changed from those basic messages and I've really sort of gotten very clear on what the message is, what I'm trying to help people with, what I'm offering, and I've come up with interesting ways of trying to give you those ideas and share those with you. So I've, I've, I've built myself a really solid foundation. I know exactly kind of what I'm teaching these days. And that means now that I have a, a foundation of content. And, and, and I come at it different ways all the time, but I have this foundation of content that I share. And I understand it and I know what it is. And, and I, I live it, like it's my life. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's not some abstract thing to me. It, it, this is my life, I, I live it. So now I wanna take that and I wanna put it into book or books and courses and share it with you. And I wanna put it into bigger packages, not smaller ones. And I wanna give you the ability to understand it in a cohesive way, right? So it's almost like I'm by using I'm using the book to like organize everything that I know, catalog it in a way and teach it to you in a way that would make sense so that you have you have a way to follow it. Right? So I didn't look around me to get what I do, right? I I didn't I didn't go look at another at another coach to figure out what what, what they were teaching, right? I, I didn't I didn't go read somebody else's something or other to, to, to steal their stuff, right? Like, this has come to me intuitively, it's come to me over time, it's come to me as I as I've as I've worked through my own stuff and done and done this for myself. These are the kinds of things that have come up. This is what I teach, right? So yeah, I, I think there's something there about me sort of cementing a, a platform and creating bigger pieces of work. I think there's a little bit of a glass ceiling there. There's something about about creating that platform. There's something about fear of success. I, I, I believe that all of those things are kind of in there somewhere, a little bit. 
Now, what will I do with it once I find it all? There's the, there's the magic million dollar question, right? Well, what will I do with all of that? So there are, those are pieces of me. Those are things that have broken off over time that I'll need to go, that I need to go find. And so what I will do is I will find those bits. We, we won't have mad tears. There won't be a big, it won't be a big to do. It's, it's going to be very, very straightforward. This is a very calm process for me. I'll uncover these pieces and I'll simply bring them with me. I'll accept them that, yep, I put that away or I hid that part or I did that thing. This is what happened and this is why I did it and I understand it now and I don't have to do that anymore. That, that idea is gone. I don't need to play in that space anymore and I'll simply accept it. That'll be it. I, I simply accept the what is or the what was in this case. I just simply accept that as being part of me and who I who I've needed to be in, to be in order to function in my life for for a long long time and that those ways of being are no longer valid to me. I no longer need to function like that anymore and they're actually prohibiting me. They're actually stopping me at this point from doing the things that I really want to be doing. And so for me right now that's what I'm going to do, right? So when I when I finally post this in a little while when I get this up and out, I will actually sit down and go figure this out, me and my cards, <laughs> and I will probably write a blog later. It'll be, or on Thursday, we'll have the continuation of this story and I'll tell you what, what's coming up and what's happening because that's the fascinating part of the process, right? Figuring it out is one thing, that's getting the brain on board, right? And you've kind of heard me start to talk about it and think about it and come up with some ideas around what might be going on. I'll go confirm some things with my cards and we'll have we'll have more conversations and I will ultimately get my brain on board. And then I'll accept the bits as I find them. My cards will confirm it when I do. When I find them and I find the pieces. Oh, you got it, right? And I see the cards and I know what they mean. So that's cool. And then I'll accept that. And then I'll ask them if there's more. And I'll figure out if they're telling me they want me to go dive in again or not, right? But really, what do I do? I get my brain on board. I accept the bits as they show up. I don't, I'm not arguing with anything. I have no reason to fight. I've made complete peace with my past. I, I have nothing. There's nothing there that's like, I don't want to go near that, right? I don't, I don't have the dark corners that I won't touch. There, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing there for me. None of this is scary, right? None of it, none of it bothers me. I just simply take on whatever shows up. Full acceptance. The fastest way around something is through it. So I go through, we go through it all the time and I'm perfectly willing to do it. I, I actually leap at opportunities to do this kind of work for myself, right? This, this kind of work, what I'm doing with you right now is, critical to me and I, I see it as so valuable and so important now that when it comes up it's like cool I get to do it again right like that's exciting to me that I get to do this with myself because I don't it's not a painful experience I'm not struggling with it I don't argue with it I, I'm not mad at it I, I don't have any regret blame shame resentment I don't have any of that stuff hanging on so I have no reason to be bothered by this process. I just simply move through it. It's normal, it's natural, it's just part of it. And it, it automatically means a level up to me. 
Like it's given, I do this, there's a level, right? I, I hit my commitments, I meet things, things happen, right? I get places, I get my foundational work out there, stuff occurs, right? Like good things come of that. For me, simply deciding that it's okay that I can accept these little bits of me and not be bothered or afraid of them or worried about what I might find or ashamed of myself at all for anything that I may have done or, or choices I may have made in the past. None of that stuff bothers me, right? I don't, I don't care. I will go find whatever it is, right? And so I'm willing to play this game and I go through this process all the time, right? So I've, I've, I've written it in blogs, lots of them over the years, over the last year, year and a half, since I've started really sharing my life and, and, and the things that were going on. And that's relatively new to me. That's not something that I've been doing for a very long time. There was a point where I didn't want to share anything at all. Like I, I you know, I, I wanted to be one of these mystery people that nobody knew anything about, but simply espoused spiritual truth, right? Like that was kind of where I was going originally. And, but um, for me doing this now, it's the only way I would do it. Like, I, I can't even imagine not doing what I do anymore. Like, I just, it just is. It's, it's, it's ingrained now because it helps me so much. Just sitting here actually just blabbing into this microphone for half an hour makes such a big difference to me. And then being able to sort of model how I work through things for you makes a big difference for you. It gives you a frame of how to do this for yourself. So you start with the very... Um, with getting your brain on, like think through it logically without being attached to the stuff, without being caught in emotions, without being worried about what you're going to pop up on. Just think through it. Just think through it. What might be stopping me based on what I know has been stopping me so far? What do I think this might be about? and dig through it a little bit, right? And I use my, my cards or context cues, so that's how I figure out what's next, right? And what I need to do. And that's basically once I get this podcast published, I'm gonna go do that, right? So today my priority is digging through and figuring it out, right? But I'm not digging through a box of junk that causes pain. And that's what I want you to realize, is that I'm not, I don't trip over these boxes. When I go digging in them, I know I know that they're there. I've made complete peace with everything in that box. And it doesn't matter whether I'm consciously aware of that piece of, of it or not. It doesn't really matter. I've made peace with that box. I know it's there. This is all about me and my powerlessness and, and all the power that I put away and all the goals that I gave up on as a kid and all the stuff that I did, right? So, okay. And I'm totally okay with that box. So even if the universe says, go here and dig in this thing for a while and see what's at the bottom, I don't care. I go dig and I see what's at the bottom. None of it is painful. None of it is sad. None of it bothers me. It's bits of who I am and I'm totally fine with that. There's nothing, there's no boogeyman. There's nothing scary back there. It all just is. And it all connected together to create the life that I have to bring me to here. And that's it. That's the whole story. And when you can make peace with your past by simply accepting the, the what was of it, then everything that you do after that in terms of your healing journey so that you can move forward in your life 
is easy. It's not painful anymore. It doesn't have to hurt. And that's why I keep talking about the stopping of the crying your eyes out. You don't need to keep doing that because it's not solving anything. You're not getting anywhere, right? And it doesn't mean that I can't go back and conjure up the memories that would bring the tears. But it's not about the memory that brings the tears. I'm not digging into that. It's, it's not about the painful what is moment that I had that hurt. It's not about that. It's about the souvenir that I brought with me after. It's about the pain point that I carried after and, and lived by and lived from for a while afterwards. It's not about the actual event, right? So that's how I can do it and not be, not do pain. <laughs> it doesn't have to hurt. Why? Because I'm not conjuring up evil memories, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking for pain. I'm looking for the souvenir of the worthiness or the lack or the not good enough or the couldn't do or the idea that I got somewhere that told me that I couldn't write a book that was bigger than 100 pages. That. And all I'm doing is clearing that clutter out. That's it. That's all I'm doing. I'm clearing that out. Those things aren't painful to me. They're just part of the what was or the what is. And that's all. All right. So I'm going to go pull cards. I'm going to post this and I'm going to go pull cards and, and uh, I'll probably be back on Thursday talking about this again. I thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope this was helpful to you, this thought process. This is how, this is how I begin, um, begin my process when I, when I start to heal in this way. And so I hope that was beneficial to you. Thank you so much. If you wouldn't mind, please like, share, and subscribe from whatever platform you are listening to this on. This has been Spirituality Unpacked. Thank you so much for listening and have a good one, everybody. Bye for now. This has been Spirituality Unpacked with Laura Bungars. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Thanks so much for listening.